This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. Uh, I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Bamboo app. Crypto Curious is your go-to source for all things cryptocurrency. Whether you're a seasoned pro or new to the world of crypto, we've got you covered. Each week, we'll break down the top news stories of the past seven days, giving you the information you need to stay on top of the latest trends and developments. Plus, we'll share with you quick bites of news and the insights that you won't want to miss. If you're new to crypto, we recommend starting with our early episodes where we break down the basics and give you a solid foundation to understand the crypto world. Join us as we explore the ever-evolving world of cryptocurrency and educate ourselves along the way. Let's dive in together and discover the exciting potential of crypto. In this week's episode, we take a good look at the Ethereum upgrade success and the second annual State of Crypto report. We also have a look at the metaverse. Things aren't doing so well there. Plus, we'll give you the short, sharp news bites that you need to know. So stick around until the end for those ones. My name's Tracy, and as always, I'm joined by the boys, Blake and Craig. Hey, guys. How are you going? Good, mate. Good. And you've had a couple of weeks off, Trace? Yeah, a couple of weeks off on holiday and Easter smacked in there as well. So good to be back. How are you both? Going great, Trace. And I must say that intro was so good because this is the second time we're recording this because I did lose the file. But that just means that this whole episode will be even better than normal because we've already had practice, Trace. What do you think? Uh, Let's do it. Let's do it again. Look, so much has happened in the last two weeks. And as we know, it's really hard. So many things were like, okay, we have to, we have to cover that. We have to cover that. Um, but we are going to cover off those main stories that we mentioned in the startup. And like I also said, I have had a couple of weeks off on holiday, tried to get my head out of work and out of crypto, did a pretty good job of it, but did, did keep in touch with things a little bit. And I wanted to, to kind of cover off one thing that kept popping up in social media, be whether it's Twitter or, or YouTubers, but people keep talking about chokehold 2.0. And I, I, I understand where they're going with this. But Blake, I wanted you, because we spoke about this earlier today, but I wanted you to give your take on it because you were really explaining it to me well today. And I know that um, our listeners may have heard about this, but what's your take on Chokehold 2.0? What does it mean? Mm, yeah, for sure. So there's a lot of pressure from regulation for regulators on traditional institutions um, that we use for everyday businesses, whether it be our banks, our insurers, our so accounts. Before we go further, is it not just the US? We're talking everywhere, aren't we? Everywhere? Yeah, it's everywhere. Uh, it's filtering down. Um, so, you know, it's the banks, it's the insurers, it's the accounting firms, it's the financial institutions, the payment processes are all looking to mitigate their risk from the crypto industry. 
you know, the banks don't want to happen to them what happened to Silvergate. You know, uh, insurers who may have insured one of these hundreds of businesses that went down, they don't want to have to end up insuring, you know, what one of these companies and having to pay out. So they're looking to distance themselves. Payment processes really have to, are getting a lot of pressure from the banks and, and they're kind of debanking many of their clients because the banks that they sit on top of um, don't want to facilitate the payments. Um, and the auditing firms, they don't want to audit crypto companies anymore. More, um, because they're scared that they're um, they, they don't want to take on the risk of you know potentially them part uh, you know a crypto company passing an audit an order and then them going under in the preceding twelve months and we've seen hundreds of companies go under over the last twelve months and many um, auditors um, have. Uh, their faces have turned red because you know they've they've ticked off and say no this company is good and, and then it's turned out not to be great. So this is going to make it extremely difficult for crypto companies to do businesses from here on out. Um, as well as that, there's going to be more and more regulatory pressure, and that this this issue is going to compound and make it very challenging to do business unless you're extremely well resourced uh, and you can you know put a team of lawyers on it and and build you know relationships um, with. You know, much much larger institutions. So when people talk about this, though, they make it sound like this is all kind of rolled down, and someone's really kind of put their foot on the throat of the industry, and they make it sound like this has been a, the orchestrated. government, yeah, and orchestrated. What's your thoughts on that? Is it? Yeah, you know, there's definitely those people and groups that are trying to orchestrate um, the the killing of of the crypto industry, mm. and that's because many industries um, feel threatened by the crypto industry. You know, but I would say that they're small, isolated groups. You know, I think that what's more present here is our institutions and businesses are looking to distance themselves from the industry from a risk point of view, mm. um, and these things are compounding and kind of working together in tandem because their their you know ideas are really aligned um, with you know uh, moving away from supporting this industry. And I will just point out, this is the US. <laughs> Right, that was a grim picture, but we're really talking well, about the no, US no, right no, no, there, right? no, 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 no. This is everywhere, Craig. Um, we don't. We see that many of these things in Australia. Um, we see this in the US, and I have no doubt it's happening in Europe and elsewhere as well. Mm. Okay. Well, thanks for that round out on that. But we'll we'll move on to our main story now, which I mentioned earlier, which is Ethereum, and that has been the big news for the last few weeks. Ethereum Chappella upgrade has happened. It is now complete, and it was a successful upgrade, which happened last Friday. And since then, at time of recording, Ethereum is now nine percent up for the last seven days. So, let's have a little look at this upgrade. We have spoken about it a fair bit, but. What's happened? What does it mean, Craig? So Ethereum stakers can now unstake their ETH and withdraw their rewards. In fact, there was $1.8 billion worth of Ethereum unstaked straight away and in total around $33 billion has been unlocked. That's only around 5% of the supply. But there is a catch. They are capped at $100 million worth of withdrawals per day. So there's currently a quite a big queue, which will take another week to clear. But the market of Ethereum, as you said, Trace, has responded quite positively to this um, mm. and many speculators such as us on the Crypto Careers podcast were wondering if the market would be um, bullish or bearish towards this and it turns out that it's been a bit bullish, Trace. Yeah. And look, going back to what you said there about the withdrawals, that might sound like there's a lot being withdrawn, but most of these are partial withdrawals. And what I mean there is there's two types of withdrawals. There's a full withdrawal or a partial withdrawal. So with the full withdrawal, that would be taking out all of the state ETH that someone has put in there. And the partial withdrawal is taking out just the 
the reward section of that ETH that's been staked. So right now, most of the withdrawals are just the partial ones, which is really good to see, which means the validators are just taking out the rewards they've got from that staked ETH, which is a really positive thing. So yeah, another positive thing, Trace, is that there's been a big spike in ETH deposits. Now, until now, a lot of people would have been holding off because they could have been, they, they would have preferred to have used liquid staking options, which creates another layer of counterparty risk, right? And um, now they have the opportunity to deposit directly with Ethereum. Um, so there's been an uptick and I think that makes perfect sense. And I think it's really just interesting to see that, you know, during this period of all this Ethereum being unlocked, you know, the thesis was that there would be, you know, a dump in the market because, you know, as the Ethereum unlocks, people would be selling it and taking profits. But what we've actually seen over the last week is Ethereum um, really rally and hit, you know, over 2,000 USD, USD uh, which we haven't seen since August 2022. So it's incredible to see um, lots of compounding um, positives here. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Craig, everyone's really happy to see that Ethereum pump. It's also worth noting um, something I mentioned earlier, which is a lot of investors in that staking group are still slightly in the red. So they would probably be keeping that in there for a little bit longer. Um, yeah, but overall, it was a major test for the network, but they have passed with flying colours and still seeing some great um, action on Ethereum at the moment. So really, really great to see there. Moving on, this time last year on the podcast, we brought you a round out of the State of Crypto Report, which is by A16Z. And they are industry leaders and really well-known and respected venture capital firm focused on future tech. The report came out again recently. And today we've collated some of the highlights from that report. We'll also pop a link in the show notes below so you can check it out and have a read if you're keen. But Blake, do you want to summarise um, a little bit for us here? Yeah, just for a little bit of context, I'll give a quote from the report and it says, you know, our 2023 report aims to address the imbalance between the noise and uh, the fleeting price movements and the data that tracks the signals that matter, including the durable progress of Web3 technology. And overall, the report reflects a healthier industry than what market prices indicate. And a steady cycle of development, product launches, and ongoing innovation is happening in the space. So you're really just highlighting that they're tracking how well the industry is going, not just how well the price is going. And uh, these guys are extremely bullish. These guys have raised a multi-billion dollar fund and have continued to allocate to the sector uh, and uh, are really big advocates of this technology and how it's going to build out the future. So uh, what, you know, one, one of the key points that they highlighted um, as a positive for the industry was that there's about 15 million active cryptocurrency addresses operating in March 2023, uh, which is double what it was in March 2021 when prices were very high. And this shows that more and more people are interacting with the space and the space is growing. Um, traditionally, it's been growing at about 100% to 130% per year on average. And this just really shows that it's tr tracking. So, you know, the active number of users is doubling every 12 months. Um, and this is what it needs to do in order to track the penetration, the growth rate of the internet um, as it was in the 90s. So really great to see very strong signals, particularly as we're in a bear market right now. Yeah, for sure. And my favorite part of the report was around the layer two adoption. So now layer two is like Arbitrum, Optimism, Polygon, which we've been banging on about for weeks, months now, make up 
7% of all Ethereum fees. This is up from 1.5% a year ago. Now, L2s, Layer 2s make the Ethereum network cheaper and quicker. And the rise of fees means that more apps are building on them, which means it's going to be more scalable and adopting more people to the Ethereum blockchain. So very exciting stuff, Trace. Yeah, absolutely. And another point from the report mentioned the Ethereum's um, energy consumption has come right down, which is a big positive. So the network switched last year in September, as you know, to proof of stake. So at the moment, the blocks are no longer mined. They've moved to that proof of stake method, which is now validated by the staking method. So that's actually another really positive um, outcome. Yeah, it's important to note that this qualifies Ethereum as an ESG investment because of the sustainability footprint, um, which opens up the doors for many other investment firms to allocate funds to the sector. When that becomes part of their mandate, absolutely. Next up, we have the number of active developers in the industry has risen steadily from 2020 until now. And we have 30,000 developers actively developing in the sector, which is a tremendous amount of people building the future of tomorrow. It does seem like a lot. <laughs> yeah, it? It's a lot of developers. Yeah. And they also... As you know, as you mentioned before, they're a massive billion-dollar crypto fund, and they're actually based in the U.S. So they had a lot of commentary around how the U.S. is treating crypto, and they again talking about developers. They say the U.S. developer rate is twenty-six percent down from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty-two, and most of these, so the reasons why that they've stated is due to the regulatory environment, which Blake touched on before, and they left a a comment which said that businesses should be the focus of regulation, whereas decentralized autonomous software should not. So they do provide their view there, which is quite interesting to see how it's affecting even at the developer level, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, look, so to round out this state of crypto report from A16Z that they've popped out for the second year in a row, everything looks great. The last 12 months has been really volatile. The crypto industry has put up with, you know, some really horrible things that have happened. But if we couple that with Chokehold 2.0, which you just mentioned, the banking collapse, we've done really well. Crypto is, or Bitcoin is 85% up since the start of the year. And the asset itself is um, one of the best performing asset classes over the past 12 years. Things are looking good right about now, boys. Yes. Yep. Yes, which means we're due a sell-off. No, but no, it does look really good how there's developer actions and it's just good to see a macro view of the data and just to know that if your friend says crypto's dead, just flick them that link and just say, it's not dead yet. <laughs> it's not dead right now. How many times has it been dead? Yeah, send them that one with the other one. Exactly. What's, what's the, what is that link that I keep forgetting? We need to put that in there as oh, well. Oh, it's bitcoindead.com or something, remember? Yeah, yeah, we'll pop that one in there. It's a funny one. Something else that's not going quite great right now is the metaverse. We've been known to take a few digs at the metaverse here on the Crypto Curious podcast. The fact that so many popped up in such a short period of time with questionable motives and creatives to match, we just weren't a big fan of a lot of them. It seems that art is imitating life right now. As the world slips into a possible recession, the metaverse real estate is currently in the gutter. After seeing hundreds of millions of dollars poured in during the peak of the last speculative bubble, the shine has really come off the metaverse and things are looking pretty bleak right now, Craig. Very bleak. Let's look at one of the darlings of the last bull run, Decentraland. In late 2021-2022, they were averaging weekly trading volumes of over $1 million US million. Now, 
Or one plot even sold for $2.4 million, actually. And from memory, Snoop Dogg had a bit of land in Decentraland, which was making some mainstream headlines. We were even reporting on groups like Christie's, Auction House. Everyone was buying in there. It was huge. Well, and now- it turned into a corporate money grab, I think, Trace, which we've <laughs> sort of alluded to in the past. Mm. But now only 20 to 30 traders are trading on Decentraland with only 50K volume per week. Mm. And they had the hyped up, well, once hyped up Fashion Week in Decentraland, which brought 108,000 users last year, only bought 26,000 this year, despite showing some awesome high caliber brands. So this is a problem for the Web3 metaverse, Blake. Yeah, I guess I guess it is. On the flip side of that, um, you know, companies like Roblox and Fortnite are stronger than ever. Roblox is number seven um, on the world's fastest list of growing innovative companies. And Roblox surpassed 60 million daily active users, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the company has built an immersive 3D universe um, of which more than half of the 60 million daily active users are now utilizing um, and this is really just goes to show how a Web2 company has migrated across to you're utilizing some of the aspects of Web3 and executed perfectly. Reddit has also done this really well. And it just goes to show that those companies that already have network effect and have the capability to execute on the integration of Web3 properties um, can do a really good job when, uh, when they put their minds to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think unfortunately what we're seeing here is the fact that technology is too nascent to support this massive scale that we need for this type of gaming. I was saying before, remember when we were looking at ones last year where you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson was in one of the lands on, I think it was Facebook's metaverse. He had no legs. Like they just, it was looked like a Wii game. It wasn't quite there. Why would we go to these ones when they're not, they're still in their, you know, really early stage formats. The masses aren't going to come and play that when you don't have a good experience. We're just not quite there yet. Once the tech progresses and users can become more immersive in it and we have more value, then the masses will come. Um, But we just don't know when that will be yet. So let's wait and see. And let's take a break then. When we come back, our short, sharp news bites. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Crypto Curious Podcast, Australia's number one crypto podcast. Okay, Blake's up first this week. Unfortunately, um, over the past 12 months, Australians have lost approximately $148 million to crypto scammers. Uh, This is nearly 4,000 Australians that have reported using Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as a payment method to transfer funds to scammers in 2022. Uh, And this has increased 162% compared to 2021. And I'd just like to say that a 
be very surprised if this is the number. It's extremely conservative because I would suggest that most people that get scammed in the sector don't reach out to the authorities and report it, um, possibly because of embarrassment and possibly because you know they understand that it's very hard for any recourse to be um, drawn. So please be careful. Tell your friends and family to be careful. There's scammers out there. There's websites that you can use to double check um, you know, how scams are conducted, websites that are particularly prone to you know, um, being used for scams. Um, so please just be careful. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. Craig, what's up next? On a lighter note, Solana, which was the last, another bull run, darling, they're still building. They're delivering their Web3 focused smartphone Saga to the market on May the 8th. The network developers announced that the $1,000 flagship device comes with a 6.7 inch OLED display and 512 gigs of storage. It remains to be seen how they integrate Solana and crypto into this first ever crypto native phone, but pretty exciting stuff. Well, we'll see if it has network coverage, if it has any outages, um, and we'll report back on the performance of the phone. Speaking of something else that's quite big, Shaquille O'Neal has finally been served papers in a lawsuit over his role promoting FTX after lawyers accused the former basketball star from hiding from them. Uh, Alongside fellow high-profile endorsers such as Tom Brady and Larry David, Shaq was named as a defendant in the suit filed last November. We've told you a little bit about this one in previous shows. And several of those named in the suit actually filed a motion last week to have this dismissed, arguing that FTX... Uh, is at fault here and not the celebrity endorsers uh, because they were not the ones enticing these yield-bearing accounts, which is the type of account at the centre of this complaint. So Shaq finally having to fess up there. All right. And uh, this month, MasterCard is launching an artist accelerator program for musicians, which is only accessible with an NFT membership pass. Uh, And they're using Polygon. And according to the announcement, the NFT is a limited edition and it's free until the end of the month. So both musicians and fans can purchase these. Uh, Really interesting. Just another corporate getting involved in the space, experimenting, seeing what opportunities are available and making sure that they're at the forefront of innovation. Um, So uh, I don't know if this is going to get legs, but it certainly looks like uh, a a great place to start and support artists. Once again, Polygon for the win. Love it. What's up, Craig? Twitter. Heard of it. Or Elon is building his everything app into Twitter and they will now launch crypto and stock trading in partnership with trading app eToro. Now, a very common behavior with DGENs is searching the cash tag on Twitter and seeing what the market is saying about that stock. And now if you search that, you'll be able to trade directly without leaving Twitter. So very interesting. Very big win for eToro. eToro, massive win. Well done to the eToro business development team. All right. So Gucci, Gucky and Vans have united with Roblox in a target for younger consumers and their parents' credit cards, apparently. So the news that Gucci Town and Vans World will let users navigate obstacles and explore both of the virtual worlds that are already on Roblox. They will be also tasked with finding fabrics and patterns as part of a scavenger hunt that can be crafted into shoes and accessories or skateboards and backpacks, and they can be worn with their avatars. So that's quite cool. Again, you know, Roblox, they know what they're doing. Pretty pretty cool stuff from them. 
Amazing. Amazing. So that's it, guys, for all of the news uh, this week. We'll be back next week bringing you all the news, so hopefully you can join us then. If you want to get in contact, please shoot us an email. We love to reply on podcast at getbamboo.io or join us in the Facebook community page. You can also find us on socials. And if you're loving the show, then make sure you get it each week by hitting the subscribe button now. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. See you guys. See you guys. Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.